0: This is the Financial Coconut, Singapore's first personal finance podcast network, and I'm Timothy Mazier, editor-in-chief of Blockhead. Join me and the crew on our weekly Friday segment as we filter out the noise in the crypto space and keep you updated on the ideas that actually matter. This is Blockcast.
1: Cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, welcome back to
2: Blockcast. I'm your host Reggie, aka your chief financial coconut, and I'm Mark, the founder and
0: CEO of Blockhead. Uh, this is Tim, uh, managing editor at Blockhead.
2: Tim, don't please say. I mean, it's like
0: the 10th one already.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Openly, guys, the managing editor of Blockhead, okay? But yeah, Yeah, it's a big big deal, you know? Yeah, yeah. uh, (laughs) Wait, wait, Mark. That one one I can say, you cannot say. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's like you're fanning your own team, you know? I don't know if you
1: know this, but you know, Tim is kind of a big deal.
2: Mm -mm. (laughs) Tell us, tell us, Tim. I know previously you worked in another place. Like uh, much bigger. No
0: I mean, it, it was in a different, it was in a different space. It was, uh, um, it was Finn fin News. Uh, what about Finn covering. News?
2: Why, why, why you give up covering Finn News? What were you covering? I mean, I know your uh, backstory. I thought it was quite cool. Uh.
0: Yeah, but uh, just got a bit bored, I guess. And then uh, Mark, Mark's an old friend. So well,
1: look, put it this way, man. You know, he spent some time in Moscow and then I think he traveled, you know, Central Asia and then, you know, apparently he went to Syria for a while. And then like um the word around is that, you know, it's probably a spy.
2: Yeah, exactly. You know, exactly. You know, that's why right, that's why right Russian
1: straw Chinese, <laughs> you
2: know,
0: in English <laughs> <laughs>
2: Think Wait, about it. Tim, you speak Chinese too? <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, I yeah. had to, right? I, I went to school oh, here. Oh,
2: yeah. shit. Okay, okay. Well, so I, like, I feel you know, like, that's, like a, yeah. that's a social topic to be uncovered another time. Definitely a spy, like, yes, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely a spy. Guy was in Moscow, so that is damn cool. Yeah, so actually, why you give up? Huh? Why you give up mainstream finance or like fire and, and join this space?
0: I mean, like I said, I've known Mark for a while and uh, always wanted to do something together. So, you know, got bored during the pandemic. Um, yeah, thought it was the right time. Time. Yeah. Okay. I mean back okay. then, you know, it was the it was a bull market for crypto as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> On hindsight, maybe some regrets hey, but, <laughs> but
2: hey, no, what we're in it say. already. <laughs> <laughs> Nice, nice, nice. Okay, we'll continue to discover uh personalities on set as you go along. Lah. As you join us every week, we'll review a little bit about our history. Okay, so yeah, uh, we have a lot of stories today. And uh, I think some of the biggest stories are in the space of macro. So I'm going to bring you through the very first story. And the first story is Fed announces a reduction in terms of their interest rate rise. Okay, so that, not that they reduce their interest rates, but they're going to slow down their increase. Okay, so in other words, they have announced... Interest rates will be increased by 0.25%, which, uh, you know, other analysts like, say 25 basis points, okay, uh, yeah, which I get it, like, because 0.25% or 5% is not technically 5.25%. Okay, but anyway, anyway, okay, that, that, that's just being dumb. Um, so, in other words, it's going to go from 4.5% to 4.75%. Okay, so it is what it is. There's a slowdown in this increase, and Powell, which is the Fed chairman, has come up to say that, okay, it looks like inflation has been a little bit more controlled you know, um, goods sector is not as wild, and uh, but it has still a long way to go, so I don't really know what does a long way to go mean, and I know a lot of uh, market watchers will always look into all these fine lines, you know, what is a long way to go, blah blah blah, right, but the base idea, okay, all the narrative aside, the base idea here is they slow down their increase, and when there's a slower increase, there tend to be a little bit more market movement, uh, a lot of market participants will be a bit more excited, lah, right, because in other words, your cost of credit is no longer growing as Fast, so usually you see money flowing back into some of the high-growth sectors or more speculative sectors. And I will comfortably say, uh, Bitcoin
1: and other cryptocurrencies are in this space, right? Yeah, for sure. I think maybe we should also kind of like you know consider what is like the Fed's inflation target, right? Personally, for me, I feel like this conversation really is all about instilling confidence in the Fed, right? Whether the market believes and that you know like believes that the Fed has has enough credibility to actually pull this off. And I feel that like maintaining a 2% inflation target it's frankly unrealistic, mm. you know, in my opinion. I think obviously it's nice to have that, you know, but I think that they can manage the narrative and the conversation a bit better if like, okay, look, we shoot for Mars and we land on the moon, that's fine, right? So if we get inflation down to say about four-ish percent, you know, I, I think that that feels a bit more realistic or like, you know, like w- where I think, you know, we can see a bit more stability in the front, right? But I mean, mm. like they've gone on to say like, you know, like we, we are going to get it back to 2% and then that that is one thing and then that creates a lot of questions, right? Because, you know, like now they're slowing it down and then hence the question of like, how long is it actually going to take before they reach their target? Yeah.
2: Yeah, I feel like you're yeah. going to bid for the GB's contract for MAS. You know? Hmm? <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> there's a GB's contract for MAS social no, I mean, media management. And
1: it's me, like, you know, like, look, like, just playing armchair economist here, right? Mm, I mean, I sit mm, on my freaking mm, chair and then I hear like, you know, things like, you know, like I watch CNPC and I see this freaking Jerome Powell come out, still talking about his freaking 2% kind of target, right? I'm like, sure or not. Mm, mm, you know, mm. I mean, you're bringing it down from, from like 9% all-time high back to 2%, you know? I just don't think that is possible without them actually kind of like, you know, pivoting and then doing an about face and then like, you know, kind of like reintroducing a new target sometime down the road, mm. in my opinion, lah.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that being said, right, that yeah. is a different topic in itself, right? Yeah. For I think the, the discussion here today is like, is this change in stance, okay? Which means they are slowly tapering their interest rate hike. How is it affecting the crypto market, right? And you're seeing money come back into these spaces, right? And it's not just the crypto space, you see entering back into tech space also, right? So a lot of your quote-unquote speculative tech stock or your fast growth stocks, they have also risen, you know, uh, over these past few months. I mean, this is a phenomenon. I don't really have a great explanation for this phenomenon because, I, you know, for me, right, I'm very hard on like, okay, something can be correlated. Doesn't mean it's a, it's a causality involved, right? So I don't want to go too far to say that, oh, you know, interest rates slow down. That means uh, these kind of things come back up. But you observe this, right? You see a little bit of that and uh, more money is coming in. I think the real question is, is it going to going to continue to stay that way you know is is Bitcoin prices going to hold are crypto prices going to hold or
0: you know it's just one of that narrative I think since um, you know the Fed's announcement like Bitcoin hit like over 24,000 so it's like like 5% up you know understandably there's been a lot of interest in you know Bitcoin related um, analysis uh, on Blockhead those articles have been getting the the most traction uh, you know in the past week or two but I think we also published a piece this week about how, how Bitcoin Bitcoin looks to be headed down, actually, just based on, oh. on on technical analysis.
2: Tell us, tell us, why does Bitcoin look like it's heading down?
0: I mean, okay, well, the uh, our editor-in-chief our, uh, speaks. Uh, yes, no, no, no. It, 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 it wasn't written by me, but our resident <laughs> blocksmith, as we call him, uh, he's our technical analyst, and you know he looks at cycles and and charts. Uh, but basically, Bitcoin has peaked in its eighty-day cycle, so the trough is due this week, um, and the price will have to fall hard to meet it on time.
2: Uh, okay, so so it's a TA kind of thing, yep. yeah? We're not talking about fundamentals, yep. okay. But you need a better name, uh, BlockSmith. I'm going to meet the BlockSmith <laughs> when I when I come into the studio. But yes, yeah, so <laughs> I will ask the person to request for a better name. But yes, please continue.
0: <laughs> so, no, I mean, I, I think his target is 21,800. So there's uh, quite a big sell-off. There's what is his credibility,
2: his uh, actually? Has he hit his
1: predictions all the time?
0: So this guy, he sells plugins for the Bloomberg terminal, if I'm not mistaken.
1: Well, okay, look, I think the easy way to say this is that like, okay, so he has a quantitative background, right? But uh, he's developed a proprietary uh, software that is currently being, that is one of like, I would say like, you know, like the subscription services on offer at Bloomberg. That is the easy way to say this. He has kindly, you know, agreed to help us with some technical analysis. And, you know, as we all know, there's a lot of that around, right? So like, what we try to do at Blockhead really is to pair that with commentary as well, so that it is not taken in isolation. Mm, mm,
2: mm. Okay, okay.
1: But but do you know the success rate? Can I press you a little bit on the success rate? Okay, so so I, I, I think that in if you ask me whether we've actually I mean personally whether I have traded on his charts. The answer is no. And that's that's not because like it's not accurate. It's just that the way that we produce technical analysis on Blockit, it usually is a bit more forward-looking and we don't do it like, you know, day by day, you know, so it's not, it's not really meant for like, kind of like, you know, swing trading, like it's really like, you know, like to pair up with our, I would say, macro commentary <laughs> and analysis. Yeah. Interesting. So 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 okay. that, that that's, that's as much as I, was, as I would say, like, you know, like, or rather, like what the utility of these things are for content that we produce on Blockit. Yeah.
0: Okay. And also a lot of his so-called mistakes have been because of yeah, market events and not which were beyond the realm of uh, predictability that you can get on, on a technical chart. Lah. You know, all these crashes that were related to, to exchange collapses and things like that, you know, they, they, they came out of the blue.
1: But I would say that in I mean, yeah, in totality, like most of the commentaries that we put out under like, you know, like his his column um, have been fairly accurate. Whether people are trading on them or like making investments based on on what we produce there. I mean, like, I think that is something that we, I mean, we, we have to do some research. Lah. Because that that is also not really the, I guess the intent of that particular column. It is not a swing trading or, you know, a day trading product. Yeah.
2: Mm-mm. Okay. Okay. Cool. Interesting. So the house view is prices will come down.
1: I think this is the last run of greed in this market before we see a bottom.
2: Really? Okay, okay.
1: If you're the Fed, there is nothing... If things are looking good, you know, like, uh, labour market's still strong for now, then there's no need to take any drastic action, While you can slow down, you know? But I mean, like, if, if you look at the broader... uh, You see what all these tech companies are doing, right? Like, Disney just acts, like, I thought, like, yeah, I think 10,000 jobs or something like that. There will come a point in time, in my opinion, where they would actually have to kind of, like, you know, like be more aggressive to kind of bring down inflation levels. I, I think that there is just that's unavoidable, right? Whether whether they want to really bring it down to two percent or you know or reach some sort of like medium, I mean I think that that, that really is like, you know, like the question here. You know, so I, I think that there is still going to be a bottom and it's not here yet.
2: Okay, okay. I, I actually have a different view of that. Okay, but it's a different show. It's a different okay. show. In a sense that I, I believe that uh, deflationary cycles are the ones causing a lot of these kind of job losses. But that's a different discussion altogether. Nice. Okay, so check out Blockhead. I think they have a house view. Very interesting. Uh, and it's it's going to come down. So prediction, prediction. Okay, Don't don't mark us on our prediction. But, you know. I mean, uh, but the, the, the column look,
0: itself is in, is an interesting read. Because he also looks yeah, at... Yeah, yeah uh the dollar index uh gold
1: and and, and euro dollar on a weekly nice, basis
2: Nice. oh my god i so long never hear euro dollar already but good 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 <laughs> yeah I'm, nice. i mean like i guess
1: one, one one caveat i have to make here when when looking at these you know technical indicators right i mean I, and, and i'm sure the, the audience also i mean like you know like they would know this but it's worth repeating right it, it is one aspect of like a multivariate way you should kind of like analyze the market you know, stocks or stocks or bitcoin or whatever yeah it, should, it shouldn't be seen in isolation yes in my yes
2: I yeah. get it, right? And uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's much more complicated depending on your investment style, what factors you take, right? But on this story itself, I think my base case is don't blindly follow the Fed and the, the media narrative that's being peddled right? Know know what's your investment strategy, know what you're trying to do, and then you can ride along. And if this so happens to be part of your investment strategy, okay, go for it. As long as you have hit rate, I think that's the idea. Okay, so that is story number one.
1: Yeah, and then story number two, very related to this, right? As you can see, you know, Fed being less aggressive with their interest rate announcements, and we see the stocks pumping as well. Stock in question right now is Coinbase, and it has rallied, okay, 179% since touching a low of $31 on January 6th. Wow. Right. So the
0: pump happened for two reasons, right? The Fed, dovish Fed speak, and positive legal news on the Coinbase front. So I guess for, for, for the benefit of the listeners, it had to do with dismissal of a class action lawsuit brought against you know the exchange and uh, Brian Armstrong, CEO. The lawsuit alleged that Coinbase offered unregistered securities without registration as a securities exchange, you know, or broker-dealer. Basically, you know, the plaintiffs argued that uh, tokens listed by Coinbase are securities and the trade occurred between a consumer and the exchange as as opposed to, you know, peer-to-peer decentralized uh, exchange. But the court decision upheld the Coinbase user agreement.
1: I I think very importantly, like, you know, like when they dismissed the lawsuit, right? They didn't address the question of whether the issue of tokens was securities or not. Uh, and, and frankly, I don't think it's within the purview of the court to do that. You know, like that, that is a matter of policy, uh, something that Congress, Senate needs to kind of like sort out. Interesting.
2: Okay. So I, I think I come from a view that okay, this rarely, right? I mean, like what Tim said, you know, he his view is that two reasons, right? Fed said something and positive news right? from the legal front. And and I do agree that the legal front side of things is very common in a sense of every time a certain company they have been abdicated from whatever legal or major legal pursuits on them, you know, things do come back, right? Because it's expensive Right. And to be clear, even a lot of big companies when once they are done with the Lawsuit, right? even if they get fined, uh, there's somehow still a rally. Right, because there is a definitive kind of end to it already. Right, yeah. it's, it's not it's no longer something like an overhang on on them. Right, so this is quite well kind of like a, a pattern over time that, that people see. You know, but yeah, I think at the core, what are you trying to play? Right, if if you are looking at Coinbase as a kind of like longer term strategy, like you want to buy Coinbase as a company to hold, then is a centralized exchange strategy gonna stay or not? Or if everybody, all the users in the market is gonna move to some sort of a decentralized exchange then Coinbase essentially fade out of existence right and uh, most exchanges margin will shrink over time usually that is a that's a baseline for exchange yeah. Oh, so it's that, a that, given. I, yeah.
1: It's a given Yeah,
2: it's a given. It's a given. And yeah. you see consolidation and you, the margin strain as more and more other reliable providers come in. It, it's a very exchange kind of game, right? So so, so that's that. It's the fundamental of the business, is it that strong? Uh, I don't know, right? But I do know that a lot of people, they do buy Coinbase as a quote-unquote safer bet lah, as compared to straight into to crypto. So how, Reggie? Buy or not? Uh, I... I, I, I <laughs> Ah, uh, wow, thanks, uh, thanks. Uh, I won't, uh, I won't, I won't, I won't, I won't. <laughs> okay, well, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. I mean, yeah. I, I, I
1: don't like exchanges as a business model, uh, mm. you know? And like, I mean, I guess my the thesis here is that if you're looking to get the upside from investing in something like Bitcoin, just buy Bitcoin. La. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you would do that because, you know, like, you're you're looking at the growth, right? And then, but if you invest in an exchange, then, you know, it just doesn't make sense from... The thesis then becomes very inconsistent. La. yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, it goes without saying that a crypto bull market will do favors for for Coinbase. And it, it, it just seems like, you know, the exchange's stock price largely moves in tandem with the price of Bitcoin.
2: That means the fundamentals of the business don't matter, right? In, the, in that sense.
0: I mean, that, that, that's,
1: in, what, in, in <laughs> that's what in it it recent times. Like, la. <laughs> okay, okay, I would okay. say that there was one thing that would impact my my view on centralized exchanges you know um from an investment point of view right and i think that that comes with some finality over whether tokens are security or not mm-hmm. yeah I, I think that once we have some clarity on that right it paves the way for more like i would say institutional money to kind of flow into this space in my opinion so
2: wait so so how does it how does it then differ in that sense that it is uh, defined as a security versus if it defines a token how is it going to affect institution because you see if you issue
1: here? a token it's supposed to be a utility token right you don't need in terms of regulations i'm just going to give a very basic explanation of this you don't you don't really mm. need to kind of separate if the funds injected for the tokens versus you know like the general balance sheet you don't have to do that uh, with like you know securities um, it's a different matter altogether so if you buy a security that needs to be kept in a separate bank account just more more consumer protection
2: no but your 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 narrative is that you think if if there's clarity on this then institutional funds will come in but i don't know why is that the case
1: well i think that you know like at the end of the day right this is a more conservative look like you, if you have more protection on that front then your your more traditional financial institutions would i guess have a clearer mandate to kind of be investing in these alternative assets mm-hmm.
2: Let me provide you a different viewpoint on this. Okay? I provide all you listeners a different viewpoint, right? I think I sat on this idea for a while. It's like okay, institutional investors come in, then this thing is going to grow, blah, 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 right? I sat on this idea for a while and I thought about it, right? As more and more structures are at play and more and more of these kind of systems are at play, in other words, tech structures also come in, you know, um, legality, you know, uh, it, it, it all dampens margin or it dampens profitability in terms of how much returns you can get, how much ROI you can get from, from this space as it becomes increasingly stable, right? And uh, if it, it becomes increasingly stable, then my question to all the people that are thinking of crypto is that why do I need to invest in crypto for 15%, you know? Because the, risk, the risk-reward profile no longer becomes exciting. I could already do that in a much more established space, you know, in, in, in the stock exchange. Uh, that, that, that's a fair point Reggie yeah so at some point the institutional investors th- when, okay you must think of how insti think of things okay when institutional think of things they always go for things that have consistent track record and uh, high liquidity is the best right which is why a lot of that end up in the stock market and the bond market I think a lot of people didn't know that properties actually in the credit rating structure are credit as like C or something Right. In other words, right? They are not liquid. Property is not liquid. So you actually, you know, if you take a pool of stocks, okay, a million dollar worth of stocks and a million dollar property, you go to the bank. Right? Depending on who you talk to, uh, you may actually get better interest rates on the stocks because they are liquid, as compared to you put the property that is illiquid. You know, so property actually is an inferior product, you know, uh, relative to the stocks from an institutional investor point of view, right? And when they dabble in alternative investments like wine, la, watches, la, NFTs, you know, crypto, they are all aiming for that 20%, 30%, you know, that, that upside that is like going to be a big swing, like the cherry on the cake kind of thing, you know? And when when crypto eventually from this narrative eventually get to a position where it's more stable more regulated give you 15 percent. then why am i here why should institutional investors be here right so so that is something that I, I think people need to think a little bit about just throwing a different narrative out there for all you lah, for all us th- so so is it is, is it think is it akin to
0: um, like central banks buying gold then
2: yeah, I mean, okay, we we must be clear that central banks, when they buy gold, their goal is their their goal is a different goal, right? So well,
1: yeah,
2: one thing I ahead, should
1: um that that definitely have to add to this year, right, is that like we are talking about the regulatory classification of tokens that the court didn't didn't make a decision on, right? Um, this is a different conversation when we're talking about Bitcoin. Bitcoin is not a token, okay? So like like that that is one caveat here. What, what,
2: wait, can you give me some color? Why is Bitcoin not a token in the eyes of the courts?
1: Okay, so uh, uh, let, let, me, let me kind of, I guess, uh, the easy way to kind of uh, explain this, right, is that Bitcoin is a coin that has its own blockchain, right? So the transaction fees in the network are paid in Bitcoins. And then, you know, like, you know, they're essentially used to incentivize, you know, validators of the network. When an exchange, let's just say, you know, like, issues a token, Right, I mean that's always kind of like built, uh, issued on a you know on a specific chain, right? And that often has a specific utility tied to it as well. So like you know like this particular token, you know like it offers token holders certain rights in the ecosystem. Blah 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 blah. So like it's two different categories of I would say digital assets in this sense. I don't know whether that makes it clear enough, right? So so generally speaking. When, when, when people talk about tokens, right, they're referring to any cryptocurrency besides Bitcoin and Ethereum. Even though, I mean, you can technically say that these things are tokens as well, but when we talk about cryptocurrencies as a class, right, uh, that, that usually kind of like refers to Bitcoin and Ethereum. Yeah.
2: Okay, okay. I mean, interesting to know. I mean, I, 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 I'm also very new to this thing. Right? So sometimes, you know, I get there. Everybody's trying to draw the circle, define things, you know, as, as, things, as things develop. So, okay, interesting interesting thing to note uh, but yeah I think all, all that being said uh, all that being said I, I think uh, I think
1: just to, to 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 just keep it very simple right and I think this is more culture and like you know like the way um, things are being mentioned in the media when 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 we talk about tokens right people are not usually referring to Bitcoin and ethereum Okay, so okay, like when okay. when when that is mentioned, so like when that is mentioned, it usually refers to a specific uh, token that is built that is layered on top of another blockchain. Okay, okay, okay. okay fair, that, that fair is so the easiest way to, crypto, to culture, look
2: at it. Yo, yeah. crypto culture, yo, crypto culture. Right, but but <shitting> <laughs> okay, yeah, but for clarity's sake, Tim, don't laugh because I'm shitting all it is.
1: Okay, but for, te- te- uh, yes. technically, and I don't want to again, it's very confusing, though, But technically, very you can say that yes. Bitcoin and Ethereum are tokens. It's just that yes. No one describes Me them is as confused. tokens, so, me yeah, is no confused, one describes them as tokens. Are, okay. So are they are they securities? That. Are they
2: securities? Is Bitcoin, not securities? They're, they're not, not securities, securities either. So they they are sacred. They are sacred. Yeah. Are sacred.
1: yeah. Okay. So like <laughs> I know like maybe a closer <laughs> reference here is like for Bitcoin at least it's like commodity. Uh, you know, uh, I think that, that 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 could be a way to, do, to look at it. Yeah. Okay, but, okay. Yeah. Fair. So fair the, fair the, fair getting regular, regulatory clarity amongst all of these things I think is going to be you know the next step lah. like hopefully we have some clarity mm. on it in, in, in the coming months or years yeah, yeah
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. but back back on back on Coinbase as the as the story right? I think the idea here is if you are investing in Coinbase as a company you too have to look at the fundamentals of the company right? as much as there's more money slushing around in the crypto space uh, it benefits everyone in the space I mean when there's more money slushing around it tends to benefit more people in the space uh, but is this company able to grab that slush right and and i think that's yeah, the I mean, real they, discussion they,
0: we, we still didn't talk about like you know the troubles that that coinbase uh, are facing exactly, right now yeah. right mm-hmm. they, they 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 closed in japan you know in january they cut 20 percent of employees in the same month which is like almost a thousand uh, they had to pay a hundred million dollar settlement with the new york's department of financial services uh, over like um some some over over their failure to maintain a com- compliance program and the Q3 revenue also uh came in below analyst estimates by yeah oh, like i think close to 100 million so yeah it, it, you know bitcoin's price you know is rallying but um and 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 the coinbase stock price as well but you know looking looking at the company itself um you know you might see a different picture
2: Yeah, yeah, for sure. And and
0: there's also other, uh, you know, multiple class action lawsuits that it's facing in in various jurisdictions.
2: Okay, my verdict, uh, don't, uh, just don't. uh
0: there are other things yeah.
2: <laughs> in, in this market today there are many other things that you will love yourself for buying not this thing okay <laughs> but but it's up to you please tell us if you really think you know Coinbase is the thing I think we've said that Reddit already right one of my my, my guys are, I, are on it right so hopefully this nice. episode goes, out, go, goes out on Reddit and then you can come to our Reddit and then tell us why Coinbase is the thing right but you know yeah. you, you hear it here Reggie say no need Coinbase there are many other things to buy at this point in time that can probably give you uh, very good or uh, decent returns in the stock market lah, huh? and if you want to do the crypto thing like what Mark say just do crypto lah. don't buy this like pseudo weird thing you know called Coinbase eh, eh what, if, like, what if we sell this then they don't want to sponsor us anymore okay but anyway <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we officially lost a potential sponsor called Coinbase.
0: Last night, you know, Coinbase CEO Brian Armstrong, he tweeted a rumor that has been, you know, uh, picking up a lot of uh, discussion online that, you know, uh, the US SEC uh, is going to ban retail investors from engaging in crypto staking. You know, this is one of the main income generating methods, you know, methods, uh, you know for, for, for people with exposure in the crypto space. According to him, he says that it would be a terrible path for the US if that were to happen. You know, what what, what do you think?
2: It's a great path for the US. It's just not a great path for the crypto space. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let's be clear, yeah. The the US system is fundamentally running counter incentives to the crypto system. Okay. They 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 have very different incentive structures and the US dollar system will not want to see the crypto system rise way beyond where it is today. I mean, that's my worldview. Okay, so... so yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a great news for the the USD space. You know, everybody, the euro-dollar system, you know, it's great for them. But like you said, it will affect the crypto space. But... I don't know, you know. I try not to follow rumors too much now, but I understand. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, it's still a
0: rumor, but yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. I it's mean, I, like, someone of his stature like tweeting out rumors is also a bit uh, odder. Uh, but yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> no, but some, that, but, like, some,
2: some, but mm. sometimes, sometimes people of that stature they tweet out rumor. It's not, it's not a rumor. They just yeah, yeah, mask yeah, yeah. it exactly. as a rumor, yeah. right? So that they yeah. they don't need to like bear any responsibility if something happens. Hey, I heard, nah, I heard. Actually, they really heard. You know, yeah. <laughs> they they know it's coming. You know, but but they cannot openly say, "Oh, someone told me," or yeah, yeah. You know, blah blah. blah. So, hey, rumor has it, you know, ooh, you know, like like whatever I saw, I, I get it, I get it.
0: Yeah, yeah. But I mean, yeah. I guess it's it's just a an, an early warning, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. because you know, according to a Coinbase report in the fourth quarter of 2022, there were 42 billion dollars of assets that are being staked right now, with with annualized staking rewards of about three billion dollars. So, you know, wow. it, it is a big uh, a chunk and, and a, a big reason why many people hold, you know, large amounts of crypto as well. Nice, nice.
2: Okay, okay. So I think, I think that's the, that one is a great stitch. Lah. We can stitch it in already. Okay. Um, shall we continue? Story three. Okay, sorry. Right, so,
0: for the third story this week, I, I thought we could discuss uh, luxury brand involvement. Uh, in nfts you know why do luxury brands want to be associated with this space so uh, i bring up this story because i mean this topic because uh in the past week uh we have seen you know luxury brands battling with nft world first was porsche you know they they were forced to release a statement to clarify that their nft project was halted because of uh yeah, a lot of phishing sites that you know emul- trying to emulate the, the the Porsche NFT drop. LV Louis Vuitton also had to deny its NFT plans after you know it was published by you know a bunch of leading crypto news outlets. So the LV thing was you know uh, news of a partnership with uh, with uh, with Japanese artist Yayoi Kusama to launch a series of NFTs in commemoration of its two hundredth anniversary. By the way, these NFTs, according to those reports, which have since been denied, uh, would cost about four ETH each year, and there were going to be 10,000 NFTs, okay? So, you know, do what the calculations the yourself on how much uh, it would potentially bring the, you know, the, the brand. But, you know, okay, you know, LV has since come out to deny that uh, they were not going to be launching any NFT collection uh, within the context of its collaboration with, uh, with, with Yaya Kusama. But yeah, you know, why do luxury brands want to be associated with NFTs? I mean, Make do you think yeah. it dilutes their, their, their brand equity or...
2: Yeah, I mean, you really pointed it out, right? Like ten thousand, you know, NFTs, four ETH each, and then you know, yeah. I mean, what, 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 what else make money?
0: I mean, just buy the handbag, right, at that price. I mean, I, I no, don't know, bro, bro, bro I, I, no, bro, bro. Let I me mean, <laughs> let me put it
2: to you, okay? Handbag, ah. Uh, Handbag they cannot anyhow sell, right? Because handbag, right, they flood the market with a lot of it, right? Yeah. Uh, is it dilutes the original thing, you know? Actually they got a lot in the store, but they always say that, yeah. like, oh, you <laughs> need to wait and reserve. Actually, in the fucking back room, right? They got a lot there. I'm I'm dead sure. Right? So handbag, or that is like it's like their core product, right? And they cannot really just increase supply. You know, or they you know they they they, they want to remain this whole exclusive thing. You you see this whole LVMH. Guys, they are not idiots, right? So they have moved into like creating experiences with the museum, you know, with this, with that, trying to sell the brand in like lighter area fashion that, yeah, it's just, it, you buy it, it disappears. You know, like, you, when, when you sell an experience... It's an unlimited kind of pursuit, right? Whereas compared to when you mm. sell a physical product, right? So, so I, I would not put it beyond them to say that they already make so much money, why Why they want to make more? Hey, they are a capitalist organization, right? They just want to make more money, right? And the people that are hired there are there to make more money.
0: You know, there, there there's so many use cases for luxury goods with, with with in relation to NFTs, right? You know, like how how they can change the way they are like bought, so authenticated, verifying ownership and authenticity as well. But um, but they're you know, not doing it yeah exactly <laughs> um, <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> they're not doing it it's not like there's, they, don't, they don't like yeah exactly like what you say. I think that is the best way right where you have an NFT of a, of your bag so that there's authentication you can embed some sort of stuff inside maybe you can scan blah 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 to verify the physical thing You know, but they're not they just want to sell cartoons to make more money
1: I think that hopefully will change after, I mean like you know in the coming kind of like you know months or years uh, because I, I think this part about this is a very lazy way to kind of like launch an NFT project and I think that that's just going to get a more thoughtful after some of the mistakes that, you know, have happened over the past kind of one or two years. I mean, because I, I find that the when you look at illiquid markets such as like, you know, I mean, I would call like luxury goods generally illiquid. La. You know, there, there are a lot of applications here. I would
2: call NFT more illiquid no? at this point in time. <laughs> well, yeah,
1: fair <laughs> enough, fair enough. Yeah. More,
2: more illiquid. You buy, let's say, oh, chalat, how to sell now. Very chalat. Yeah. You know, yeah. yeah, But, but please, i just disturbing you. Go I, I, for, it. I go for think, it.
1: Frankly, I don't, I don't have an opinion on this one. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, definitely not the target audience. You know, I don't give a shit about LV. <laughs> or Porsche. <laughs> By
0: the way, the, 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 the Porsche NFT was a digital replica of the 911 model being sold at 0.911 ETH. So that's about like, you know, 1,005 US. There were to be about 7,500 NFTs of that you know, so you can be trading uh, expensive uh, images of the Porsche. Yeah, um,
2: why? I tell you, I tell you, yeah. Muji, Muji, you release NFT on your like plain t-shirt, I'll buy, I support you. Okay, so, <laughs> it's like, it just, just, like it's, it's so Dumb, I cannot, I, I cannot. I'm sorry. I mean, this whole NFT, this thing, right? I mean, previously I heard someone also talking about like buying digital homes, right? Like the whole thing is set up and then you get, you you, you buy like a developer, they sell you the home, you get a physical one, yes, but you can like pay additional for the digital one. I'm like, I already got a physical one eh? why do I need to pay more for the digital <laughs> one? I don't get it, I don't understand. Maybe, maybe I'm, I'm weird lah, but, but I, I, I don't understand. It's just so weird. And and Tim, I agree with you. Like there's so many better use cases. I don't know why these big boys are not using it in with, with utility in mind, with if improving the customer experience in mind. And solely just going on pursuit to try to like get random artists. Okay, not say random la, you know, but like, you know, get artists to, to draw something and then sell for a premium to do what? Make money from their fans again?
0: Yeah, I don't know, um,
2: but yeah, it's supposed to be a lighthearted <laughs> third story, right? Sorry, ah, yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, but I, I, I guess, yeah, overall, you know, the, the, the luxury world's involvement of NFTs is still in its early stages. Uh, I mean, there, there is potential for, for them to disrupt the way they are bought, sold or valued, but uh, we're just like not that. there yet. Currently still just wearing virtual fashion items in the metaverse.
2: Bro, even you, you don't sound convinced at
0: all. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> i on, on metaverse as well. <laughs>
2: it's like, it's like, guys, let me put it to you this way. Okay, if you see me in that metaverse, right, I'll probably be like you know wearing like peacock feather with like bikini or something right I, I want to like kind of live a different life in the virtual world right why why wanna like hey, re, dude, re- you can do that our show the, next
0: week we don't need to do it. No it's metaverse. fine it's fine. Don't need we don't need that.
2: Don't need the real world is different. Okay but we don't need to why why, why, why what's so fun about creating a you that wears a suit that go to work in 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 a uh, metaverse <laughs>
0: No, okay, I, look, I, I mean,
1: I, I can I think that one that that aspect is that I can I can understand why that would turn some people on. Like maybe just being open-minded, like, you know, it it, it, it could be fun for some people, right? But what, what I don't understand, right? Like if I was, you know, say the if I was running like a very highly exclusive luxury brand, right? You know, my, my brand is usually it's really built on the fact that not everybody gets to kind of like, you know, be a part of my community and gets to own something like this, right? Launching an NFT project. You know, makes it lose that, exclu- that 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 shine, you know, like that that exclusivity. In my opinion. I mean, like, yes, it is true that, you know, like when you launch an NFT project, there are only like, you know, a certain number of entities that are, you know, in circulation admitted, fine. Right. But at the same time, like for me, it just kind of cheapens the branding a little bit. So from a corporate, I guess from a branding point of view, like I I I think it's suitable for some brands, you know, that do actually have a stake in that culture, right? But I I don't see yeah, like you know, it's it's not applicable to every kind of like you know, like luxury brand out there. Yeah, yeah. So so that that, that that's my view, la, You know.
0: No, I I agree that you know it, the, the all, you know this this world seems better suited to like Nike, for example.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Where you know? where
0: where you, you know? yeah.
1: I guess the, the other, the other, the other interesting um, story in the NFT space is the, big, the Bitcoin NFTs. Uh, I mean, like it's recently been, you know, the, the Bitcoin community has been really split into two because of the Bitcoin Ordinals project. Right? So, like Bitcoin Ordinals, for for the the benefit of the audience, is uh, it's essentially an NFT project where, like, the the NFTs are being minted on on Bitcoin.
0: So it's a yeah. protocol, not a project. It's protocol, a prot- sorry, yeah. yeah, protocol. It's yeah. a protocol that allows, you know, b- basically uh, NFTs to be minted on Bitcoin. Yeah
1: and so you know i just the the split is very easy to explain uh. so like you know the idea behind bitcoin if you speak to someone who is a bitcoin maxi right they're very very purist okay so it is about buying owning bitcoin is essentially a middle thing showing the middle finger to the fed and to the central banks and to like you know i've met those people i've
2: met those people (laughs) yeah
1: and so it's kind of like bitcoin or bus they don't you don't need any other use case aside from the fact that like you know it is supposed to kind of like disrupt centralized finance Right so the community really you know dislikes even the suggestion of use cases beyond this such as an nft protocol like the onalo yeah, hmm. yeah. I, I don't know how you guys feel about it la but i mean like you know i i i think that like you know it's actually quite ironic right because if the community you know starts kind of like having really strong views on what can or can't be built on that chain then who gets to decide that number one and number two aren't we just kind of like you know like reverting a centralized form of governance oh <laughs> isn't finally, that kind of like you know like finally right, sorry yes finally more right? and more people and then, are awakening to and then that. okay I, and, i'm gonna get a bit ideological here la, okay mm, as right? you
2: always do like it's okay proof. No, proof. No, it, it is it
1: is a situation where <laughs> you know you have these crazy uh, uh maxis right where like you know like the idea here is that collective identity is more important than your individual right to do whatever the hell you want to do mm. Right. So this this is kind of essentially almost a left versus right thing, kind of like playing out on like the Bitcoin thing, in my opinion. La. And you know, you know, you know what happens when it goes to the either either end of the extremes. La. You know, on one end there's freaking like you know, like Nazi Germany, on the other end you have freaking like Mao China la, where people a lot of people fucking die. You know, so like 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 that 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 is the the the, the ideological perspective here. La. So like I just don't think that like, you know, you, you you should actually dictate, right, like like what can or can't be built on the chain. And I think that you have to kind of like allow that experimentation to eventually find some sort of middle ground. Yeah, no, no but, uh, you, that, that, you that's my view.
2: You shouldn't have thrown Nazi Germany amount into the into the story because I'm I'm just gonna throw like the mystery of Aztecs, right? The the, <laughs> the Aztecs didn't <laughs> die, uh, the Mayans <laughs> didn't die. It's not a mystery. Uh, no, they didn't suddenly disappear, right? The colonial powers went in to wipe them all out, you know. <laughs> so so we don't go there. Huh? You once yeah, you but touch but, that but, ground, but, there is an endless debate. I will not let you lose.
1: Okay, yeah, but, but, you know, but I you get you idea, see, but I the it, idea. but you can see, it's not that <laughs> crazy, you know. Like you, think, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. But it I starts off the, from uh, like, no you know, what's essentially sense. like, you know, like with great intentions, right? Like, you know, like, yeah. But then at the same time, if, if you're being so militant about it, right, then you are essentially becoming the monster already.
2: Mm, 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 okay. Okay. Fair. Round it off. It's supposed to be a fun third story, guys. Yeah. Sorry, supposed you fun- uh, <laughs> Apologies. it's supposed to be a fun, the story yes, so like team, for regular nfts
0: right no, no no for regular nfts you know uh, you can you what what it is it, it stores a link that then points to a web page where the image or whatever digital media is being hosted right so that that is the proof if the site is pulled down the asset is gone by the way for bitcoin ordinal nfts you know the asset is stored directly on the bitcoin blockchain you know, be it uh, an MP3 file, an image or whatever. So, you know, all these things are on the blockchain. It's not just a link that points you somewhere anymore. I mean, pe- people are experimenting, you know, for, for, for more use cases. I think that's a good thing. But uh, yeah, apparently Maxis think that Bitcoin doesn't actually need a use case. The, the fact that it is, uh, as Mark said, you know, uh, an, an alternative uh, medium of uh, store of wealth or whatever. Some, an alternative to fiat is enough already. Um, but you know, some some people still think that there needs to be more use cases to 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 spur adoption and for it to 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 grow in value. Yeah, I mean, being digital goal is not enough.
2: Yeah, fair, fair, interesting. Oh, well, I I I didn't know that. I, I thought that was I thought that was quite interesting to know that the thing is stored on the chain itself and. Just for clarity, so if more and more things are stored on the chain, does it mean that it will be more and more expensive and more energy-consuming to yes. manage that chain? Okay, okay, fair. Of course, we, of don't course. There, huh? we don't yeah, go there. We don't go there. It's just a question, yeah, because more data is being stored, right? So more data is being
1: processed at one time. Okay, very cool. Yeah, very you know, Bitcoin isn't the most efficient uh, thing, well mm. Yeah, I mean, I mean, as of yeah. this week,
0: the average Bitcoin transaction fee has been the highest since uh, in the past three months, lah yeah mm-hmm. fair 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 interesting cool
2: cool okay we that story's supposed to be a fun one okay? it's quite fun now. Uh. i think i think we we try to we try to make it fun <laughs> so yeah 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 but next week next week is gonna be the uh, interesting yeah. one though shall we let the cat out of the bag what's gonna happen next week
0: okay so uh next week we have our first guest on the show and it's a pretty big name we're gonna have annabel huang who's partner at uh amber group
1: Yep. And um, I mean, Emma Group is, you know, essentially a digital asset provider. So they do, you know, like they provide trading, products, infrastructure. The most important thing, I guess, or, or rather the most relevant thing, I think that for the audience to know is that they are Tamasic back. <laughs> <laughs> why why, why, why uh, is
2: it the most relevant thing? I I think that,
1: that, that is actually like a, a conversation for another time. Next time, next week, next week. That's the that's the real conversation next week. Yeah. Uh, so so, so yeah. it, it, Tamasic is an investor yeah so you know they basically they they work with companies ranging from token issuers banks you know fintech firms etc right so generally like you know like a would you call them a service provider service provider in this sense
0: they completed their series c fundraising round about, about a month ago and that brought in about 300 million
2: nice and what's the mistake on on the table probably right
0: I haven't, I, I didn't actually read the, <laughs> the okay, release. we can
2: find out. We can find out next week, next week. So stay tuned next week as we double down on some of these uh, interesting juices uh, along the lines of uh, budget, right? So budget 2023 is coming out next week. So uh, getting a very big company that is back back to Masek, I think we have a lot of questions to ask, you know, uh, about how state fund is managed, You know, but also, you know, what what is, what is their optics of the future, okay? Mm.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah. Um, so yeah, it yeah, so, yeah, sounds, yeah, yeah, sounds
1: good, it sounds good. Yeah, yeah.
2: Okay, nice. We'll see all of you next week. Take care. Bye. Thanks, guys. See you later. Bye. Hey Coconuts, so yes, uh, I hope you enjoy this new show that we're building together with the team at Blockhead and uh, the goal is very clear, right? We're not here to shield any token or be a cheerleader for any project but we feel that there's a lot of development that's going on in this space that we could cover and continue to be a little bit smarter um, as investors. I mean, eventually, you tune in every week to a financial podcast network so that you can be smarter with your investments and if it so happen this is something that you're looking at, the crypto space, Web3, Metaverse, all these kind of stuff, and that is where we're trying to cover but not from the angle of like this is good that is bad but really trying to see it from like what is happening how is it developing and I hope you find this useful and interesting so if you want to continue to get more coverage around the crypto space check out blockhead.co and then we will see you next week